morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Philip Newbury, and welcome to Ask the Expert Special Edition on this Saturday morning. And it's nice to have you here. Today we have Mr. John Bundy, owner and creative director of Scribe Design. Good morning, John, and welcome. Good morning, Philip. Nice to have you here. John was originally from Long Island, New York, and John has been a designer creative director for the past 20-plus years. He's done work for companies such as Peace Frogs in Gloucester, Virginia, and also Organic Avenue, Manhattan, New York. As owner-creative director of Scribe Design, he and his team create humorous videos, uh, well, video ads, and social media strategy that draws the attention of a crowd and cause a riot around the client's product. Just a job, yeah. John also hosts and interviews podcasts called Morning Fuel. Your story doesn't belong to you. And he is currently the space manager of Ignition Workshop, uh, Workspace, beg your pardon, a collaborative work environment right here in Williamsburg on Richmond Road, directly across from WMBG, whom we can actually see his office from yeah, where we're sitting right now. <laughs> John currently lives with his wife and two daughters in Yorktown, Virginia. Well, John, quite an impressive biography there. And um, tell us a bit about your media company, Scribe Design. Okay, yeah. So um, I almost gave up on uh, doing logos for people. That's m- mainly what I did. I used to design logos uh-huh. and do other um, you know, flyer designs and things like that, whatever graphically I can do for folks. Yeah. When, uh, when apps, uh, applications on the, on, the, on your phone and on the computer came along for, you know, such as uh, Fiverr or different uh, apps like that where you could go and actually get a logo designed for five bucks, you know, that sort of thing could put yeah, you out of business. Yeah, I so you. so I, I kind of went away from that and just went to the nine to five. Yeah. I was working at NASA uh, for about two and a half years yeah. before my uh, youngest daughter, she's 14, her name is Kimberly. Uh-huh. She said she wanted to be a YouTuber. She did. So she did. She, and I was like, 14-year-old girl on YouTube, nah, I don't think so. But then I thought about it. I thought, you know, it's the summer. Let's do something together. Yeah. And we can learn this thing called YouTube together now. We, you know, avid YouTube watchers, we get a lot of our entertainment, entertainment yeah. on YouTube. So so what she wanted to do, and I asked her, I said, what, what, what do you want to do with this? And she said she wanted to encourage her friends. So her mm-hmm. classmates in school, she wanted to be po- – she's positive. She's kind of got a lot of energy. Yeah. She wanted to lift them up. So gotcha, she started yeah. just sharing – uh, what she's been going through as a girl, a teenage girl in middle school, mm-hmm. and what she did to either, you know, bring herself up, yeah. or, you know, f- uh, for example, you know, when it comes to gossip and things like that, she would talk about that and talk yeah. about, you know, not listening to that and talking positively about people. So she's yeah. got her own YouTube channel now, yeah, yeah. which we stumbled through setting up her her feed and all that stuff. and. Yeah getting her um, advertised on social media so folks know when her next YouTube video came out, made a lot of mistakes, and how do you do this thing? And then in the middle of all of that, I realized I really like video. Yeah. And I hadn't focused on it in the past. I'd done it before. Yeah. Uh, I knew just enough to be dangerous. So what did I do? I started looking and seeing how could I make a living doing video, and I don't want to do wedding videos and things no. like that. But but And I stumbled across um, uh, a, a company called the Harmon Brothers, Okay. And what it was was their viral uh, video ads that they did for other companies that really caught my eye. I see. They did humorous video ads for social media, except when you go to speak with them, you're speaking with a half a million dollars to start. Right. And my thought was, 
well, I can't afford that. No. And other businesses, I can't afford. So let's do something affordable for them, right. do it on a smaller scale, yeah. and bring attention to their products and services to using yeah. a humorous video yeah. ad. Tell us about Ignition Workspace and what is a collaborative work environment? Well, Ignition Workspace uh, is is fa- it's fairly new venture for me mm. within just the past uh, about three months. Yeah. When I first came across a collaborative work environment, I didn't know what one w- was either. Yeah. I did my business in a coffee shop, yeah. local coffee shop, or uh-huh. out of my bedroom. Okay. Uh, you know, my, my office, my, my, well, my home office, Well, that's how we all, right? a lot right. of us do that. Right, right, yeah. right. But I noticed with me, for example, I don't know if you're the same, but I do know that there are other people that are saying, I can focus on one thing at a time really, really well. Mm-hmm. If I focus on that one thing... When I'm at the house, I get distracted by noises exactly. in the kitchen, yeah. what needs to be done, the pile of laundry on the bed. So then I try and go to the coffee shop, yeah. and I think, okay, I can get some work done there. Well, I think the productivity went up a little bit because of the caffeine, but I noticed that there's a lot of noise. I yeah. couldn't always take a phone call. Sometimes I'd have to walk out yes, to take a phone yes, call. Yes. If I needed to use the restroom, do I collect all of my laptop and notebook and my right. phone and take it to the restroom with me so yeah. no one steals it? I or know exactly what you so mean. So I, I ran into these problems, and then one day I stumbled upon a place out in Virginia Beach called 1701 VB. Uh-huh. And 1701, I think, is their address, but they're in yeah. Virginia Beach near the oceanfront. And it's a, it's a, I think it's about a 3,000 square foot space mm-hmm. where folks just rent space. So yeah. you can go in there, grab a desk. They have different levels of membership. You got a private work areas that are a little bit more. So you can kind of go in a room and they have conference rooms to use. Yeah. And you can invite your clients to come to your office. That's good. And have a conference in your office. So yeah. that's what I, where my love of the collaboration space came. And as soon as I had the opportunity to be a part of one, mm. I did. I joined one, and I, I, I worked for free for about six months or so for a collaboration space in Gloucester yeah. run by Courtney Bazell Riley, phenomenal person, businesswoman, and, and friend. And I went to work for her just kind of for the perks of having some space there. And I also did tours, and I would be there for workshops and help. Yeah. And then really fell in love with that and, and had an opportunity to join one when it opened uh-huh. up near me in Yorktown. Yeah. And then I was given the opportunity to open one here in Williamsburg, and I'm That's super great. excited and grateful for that yeah, opportunity. Yeah, because as, as I mentioned earlier, the your works, the Ignition workspace is right opposite here. Right. Above the Wells Fargo Bank. So, um, listeners, if you're looking to do something like that, um, I'm going to give you a telephone number to contact uh, for John, 804-815-2117. That'll get you to John, and um, he will be able to steer you in the direction sure. of, of uh, Workspace. Anyway, what gave you the idea for Ignition Workspace, and how did it start? Well, you know, it's, it's, these collaboration spaces are not new. Uh, I believe no. the credit is given to um, a, a gentleman in New York City. I think he started uh, WeWork is the name of the workspace uh-huh. up there. And it was pretty much that. Buy, um, buy a, a flat uh, in, a, in an office building or buy an office building and then rent space out to business owners. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, do, we go a little bit further with ours in the manner of we offer a board of advisors, uh, other folks that are in business that are on a board there that you can get with, uh, included in your membership some time with them mm-hmm. to speak with them yeah. and learn and, and get questions answered that you need, challenges yeah. you need yeah. uh, overcome. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the um, conference room rental. 
uh, included in some of the workspace packages, you have some time in a conference room. So you can uh -huh. invite your clients to come to your conference room yeah. at the workspace. Also, a podcast room will have a little tiny recording studio mm -hmm. over there about 10 by 10. And, um, and, you know, folks can do their podcast or just record or even take a phone call right. uh, in private. Yeah. Uh, and then a kitchen, a little little tiny workout area. We'll have mm. a bench with some weights and kind of everything you need. You yeah. don't even need to leave the building. Sounds good. Um, oh, and free coffee. One of the so. th yeah, well, that's, that's always <laughs> a good thing, yeah. I mean, I, I meet a lot of clients, and um, I find the, the thing is with um, – it's always difficult if they don't have an office. Right for instance, or they may be out of town and there's a lot of traveling. I, I usually meet them in a coffee place, um, sure. maybe Earth Fair, but it's it's not always conducive. I mean, you can, you you know, one day I met somebody in Starbucks and I might have well been sitting in Times Square trying to talk right. to them. It was hopeless. Yeah. Um, but that's the way that's the way of the world. But um, these w workspaces that you you're operating sounds really good. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the way of the world any longer. You know, I think mm -hmm. that if we get together in a spot where it's quiet, yeah. uh, but then you also have the the time where you can brainstorm and get loud with some people and yeah. pitch ideas back and forth, and then yeah. go into your private workspace and close the door. Yeah. Put on your headphones and you've got a spot where there you can get you your work done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite thing about your work? Meeting people and encouraging other business owners. Yeah. I am going through struggles. So, yeah. um, you know, when when invited to be on the show, uh, you know, you know, and, and considering myself an expert, I kind of shrug my shoulders a little bit. What am I an expert <laughs> at? Well, if I'm one step ahead of somebody else going in the direction that they want to go, I've learned something. Yeah. I become an expert to that person. Exactly. So I can turn around and two things happen. I can assist that person mm -hmm. and I can become better at what I do because yeah. I assisted that person. So this is about uh, giving stuff away and understanding that it comes back to you. And, it does. And being in that environment continually is going to help people grow. Yeah, because it does. It, it didn't uh, just a case of just I'm going to invite them and, and they're going to do this. Right. It does. It does work both ways. Right. What are your keys to making yourself productive? Morning rituals. Okay, Morning tell us about those. Are, yeah, so uh, fairly new adoption uh, for me, uh, probably within the past couple of years. I uh -huh. was going through some um, anxiety and depression over a job change. Yeah. I'm responsible for my wife, my two daughters, and my mother-in-law. We all live in the same house. Yeah. So. Um, when I was jobless, I had two jobs, and yeah. I, I tried to launch out into a new career in the restaurant industry, and that fell through. Mm -hmm. And then I was without jobs. Right. So in the middle of that, I, I not only did I pray a lot, mm -hmm. but I started doing what I could do. And mm -hmm. one thing I could do was exercise. I could still move, so yeah. I exercised. Yeah. Another thing is I could still read. Uh, though I was blinded by this anxiety, I could still read. So I would read. Right. And then I could still write. So I would, I would write down what I read. Yeah. So I got into yeah. these morning rituals and, and prayer and meditation. Uh -huh. um, so I started doing these six things. Uh, read some books. They helped me kind of hone those, those morning rituals. And I still do them to this day. Mm. And that, if I don't, I have the mornings where I miss them because I'm busy or I'm out of town or something's different about the schedule in the morning. Yeah. I feel it. But yeah. when I do those things, I feel like I could take on the world. 
Well, I think it's a lot of like like um, I know people who exercise every day, mm. and if they miss an exercise, yeah, they feel it. I, I d- mean, definitely they, do. Yeah, it's amazing. And you I think can, you're going to expend energy and and like lose yeah. energy throughout the yeah. day because you worked out in the morning. It's the opposite. If yeah. you work out in the morning, you have exercise. You have energy later on in the day that you you wouldn't have had if you right. didn't exercise. That's right. What's your long term goal with the creative um, work? Well, um, I would like to open multiple spaces yeah. uh, because I think the more the more spaces we have, uh, the more people we can help. I do know this about the collaboration spaces. Since I have visited multiple spaces, none of them are the same. No. They each have a different personality. So they're not going to attract everyone. So this uh, space across the street, for example, yeah. I believe it's going to be a more creative space. I think we're going to see artists and photographers, uh, you know, web designers, other folks in film and video and things like that. Yeah. Whereas down the road uh, at another collaboration space, you'll have lawyers and you'll have accountants yeah. and folks like that. More professional people. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I, I know so, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, um, that's interesting because um, – there are so many people in this world that want to they, – they can't maybe afford to have their own office. Right. Um, and they operate – I am one of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we're all in that same boat, really. Sure. You know, they operate out of their – as you did, out of your bedroom, out right. of your home. Right. Well, that's okay. Um, that's, it's very nice. Sure. Um, I got some stuff done. Yes, yeah. I know. I'm the same. <laughs> you get some stuff done, but you do get interruptions. You get yeah. – Maybe the TV's on in the other, sure. another room. Somebody's watching him. Your wife may be watching something. It's an interruption. Sure. And um, then somebody knocking on the door or, or somebody's cutting their grass outside. Right. It's just all these things, you know. Right, right. Anyway, um, um, what's the most valuable lesson you've learned through the course of your creative work? Don't give up. Uh, don't take no for an answer. No. Uh, find a way. I think find yeah. a way is the is is really you know because you could you could come up to a roadblock and you do many times. I mean we've had some challenges with opening the workspace. Yeah. Uh, uh, one the first one was I put in a, I put a, a buffer in there of time saying okay if I give myself an extra three weeks mm-hmm. I'll be open in time. Yeah. And that three weeks was ate up by lawyers and paperwork. Uh, waiting on hearing from people because yeah. you know, there's money involved in, oh, in yeah. setting something yeah. up. So, so knowing that now, mm. I'm going to give myself probably two months mm. to take care of all of that because yeah. I'm doing actually most of the physical work myself when it comes to – because I know I've been in uh, construction uh, um, on, as, as my job. I did, I did graphic art and design on the side for 20-plus right. years. But yeah. construction I did for about 10. So I know just enough to be dangerous. So I'm in there doing the demo, the painting, the carpet laying, and, yeah. and, and, and making it look the way I want to. And I'm a designer as well, so I'm yeah. particular with the way things look. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm over there. So, so, so giving myself uh, that time and, and, um, and finding the way mm-hmm. to get things done. You know, you run into a roadblock, uh, take a left, take a right, you know, get around it. I want to ask you a little bit about your humorous videos and uh, the okay. ads you do. Sure. Tell us a bit. If you, I know this is this is radio, um, but uh, maybe you can explain a little bit. Sure. How how you <laughs> come up with a humorous video? Yeah. Be my pleasure. Let's just use our imagination. Yeah, so, we can do that. So uh, so what we do, we understand a couple of things. Um, one is the attention of people these days is no longer on the billboards as they're driving down the street. It's actually on their cell phones. They shouldn't be on it while they drive, but many people are. Uh, they're either listening to a podcast or sometimes at the at the stoplights, scrolling through their feed, hopefully mm-hmm. not while they're driving, but they're looking at Facebook. 
Mm. They're being entertained by YouTube. Well, I hope they're listening to radio. I, I do, too. <laughs> and many are. My wife is an avid radio, radio listener. Yeah. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm always listening to a book. So I've got Audible on, and I'm listening to a book. Yeah. Uh, but when we, when we go to look at Facebook, when we go to YouTube, our main reason for doing that is entertainment. We want to be entertained. Yeah. So if you have a humorous video ad, you're going to make some people laugh and at the same time educate them about your product. Mm -hmm. So you have this ad, it catches somebody's attention. Well, you need to really catch their attention in the first three seconds of your ad. So people are gonna need to want to know what's next. Yeah. So if you keep them guessing what's next, they're gonna stick on your ad, and we're talking 15 to 30 seconds. Yeah. But in that 15 to 30 seconds, as you're entertaining them and causing them to laugh and smile, you're educating them about your product so that at the end of that 30 seconds, and commercials aren't new, the yeah. reason why radio and TV was started to sell stuff, right? Yeah, so exactly. so here's a, a new uh, method of selling, and that's, you know, w with the advent of technology. Mm -hmm. So you educate people in 30 seconds of what you do, what you sell. And if they're interested, there's a call to action at the end where they can click a button and say, I am interested in knowing more, buying what you're selling, or whatever. Yeah. And this yeah. is what the Harmon Brothers does on a large scale mm -hmm. and what I do locally. For okay. my clients. Well, that's interesting. It's um, fun. <laughs> I get to do what I love every day. It's fun. Well, that's that's something that not all of us can do that. Right, I, I'm right. in that position. I, yeah. I do what I love. Yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, it is. Uh, what advice would you give to others aspiring to seed as an entrepreneur? Wow. Um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Uh, step out. Try it. If you fail, that's not the end. You get back up and yeah. try it again. It's Maybe like it was the way. Sometimes, right. I mean, you. Right. How many know. times did you skin your knee? That's exactly. You know, just get up, uh, yeah. you know, brush it off, and try again. So, so keep on trying. Find that thing that you love to do. Doing what you love is, is the other thing. Yeah. Uh, if you find something that you can do, say for example, these days it's interesting. You can start a podcast for free. You can start a following around something such as peanut butter. You're passionate about peanut butter? Talk about peanut butter. You know, you're going to find other people that are passionate about peanut butter. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you've got a 1,000 people following you, and then you come out with your own brand of peanut butter, and you can sell peanut butter if that's what you want to do. Uh -huh. But if you're passionate about it, it's what it is. If your talk about peanut butter is dull, not entertaining, well, you're not going to sell any peanut you're butter. You're not going to sell it. No. 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 So find something you're passionate about. I'm passionate about collaborating with other businesses, mm -hmm. encouraging other businesses. I want other businesses to succeed. Yeah. So I need to get around other business owners. And let them know what I'm doing. Help them by saying, hey, I failed at that doing it this way. This is what helped me to succeed. It might work for you. Being humble, not saying, oh, you know, that sucks. Don't do it that way. My way is the way to uh -huh. no, no, that's not the way to do it. No, you know, not. I might know somebody that is just like you that overcame the same obstacle. Let me introduce you to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what I love to do. So I, I do that all day long. That's that's a good philosophy. Uh, in fact, what are your favorite things to do outside of work? I mean, this is you can't oh. be working all the time. Uh, well, no, no. And but but as an entrepreneur, we're on twenty four seven. Yeah, I, I I noticed that. But you have to make it a point to to take that break. You got to take a break. We do. Yeah. So we force ourselves in the at the, at the Bundy House mm. to, and we we've been doing this for a while. And that is, we take a Sabbath, whatever you want to call it, rest, a day of rest. Yeah. Um, we take a break yeah. from about halfway through the day on a Saturday to that same time on a Sunday. And in that time, we'll either hang out as a family, we'll get together with friends. We love barbecues. We love playing spades or Monopoly deal or apples to apples around a table with some good friends. 
Um, we occasionally get together with some friends um, uh, of ours up in Gloucester, and they do a fr- what they call a Friday at the table. Uh-huh. We get together with a large group of people, and we just share food. And we, we talk and we cut up and we laugh. And that, that's what I love to do along with my family. Uh, having my family in business f- with me is, is a dream come true. Uh, like I said, my daughter, she, she started the YouTube channel. Well, when I started my business, she's building uh, business funnels for me now. She's building click funnels, and she's she's um, helping to manage uh, my social you've media. Lost so, me there. Yeah, I'm sorry. So this what, working with funnel? my family. Oh, click funnel. Well, click funnels is the name of a, a company that we have our membership with. Yeah. But what that allows us to do is pretty much put together small, easy websites for people I see. that take people through a simple sales process. It's along the lines of what we do with the video. We not only produce a video, but we Uh have a call to action that will then walk people, you know, our potential clients and customers through easy step-by-step. Do we want to do business with you? And, and so that, that, that software, my daughter is helping me to learn. So she's, she catches on faster than I do with technology. And then I say, Kimberly, where's the button? I know it can do this. Where is that stinking button? And she says, Daddy, it's right here. You know, so she's helping me to learn that. So uh, being in business with my family is what I love. And then, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's um, a good thing. In fact, I, I, I can say second that, yeah. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with John Bundy. He's the owner and creative director of Scribe, and, uh, Scribe Design. And uh, he and his team create humorous video ads. And if you want to contact John... Here is a number, 804-815-2117. That'll, John will get, if you don't get him straight away, he'll get back to you. I will you. definitely get back with yeah. you. Yeah. Where can f- people find you on social media? Sure. Well, uh, if you look up John Bundy, Yorktown, Virginia, you'll find me. I've got a glorious beard. You'll see that. You'll see my shining face. My, my wife says I have a face for radio. So you'll see that face for radio on there. Yeah. And uh, so there, um, at... Scribe Design One, yeah, uh, you'll you'll find Scribe Design. Also, Morning Fuel Podcast uh-huh. uh, is another spot. Yeah, tell on us about media. about this Morning Fuel Podcast. Wow, Morning Fuel. Now, I got talked into that over years of people telling me, "Hey, you should do something in radio." I tried. I, I went to radio stations and mm-hmm. applied, and was actually did some volunteer stuff, but never really could get things going there. So when I realized that. Um, uh, that I could do a podcast and have that similar experience, uh, I, you know, I, I jumped on it. Um, right. And I think I waited too long. Yeah. But uh, now I, I started a couple months ago. Morning Fuel is a place where I interview uh, local business owners, such as you're, you're doing right here right. With, uh, um, yeah. with what you're doing. And the, the, the tagline is, your story doesn't belong to you. So yeah. the stories that we tell and we share – don't belong to us. They're for other people because it's going to help them overcome challenges that they're going through. And if we keep it to ourselves, it's going to do no one any good except us. But that really doesn't do anyone any good. So if we share our stories, our failings, uh, you know, failures and successes and what we did to overcome those challenges with other people, we're going to help them. So that's what that show is all about. I've done 23 episodes to date. It happened faster than I thought it was going to happen uh, because I started wanting to do one a week. Uh-huh. But then everyone wanted to be on my podcast. Do you do them ac- across there? And I will. We, we're going to have a studio across the street. Currently, I'm doing them in Yorktown at Collaboration Space of Hampton Roads. Yeah. Um, in Yorktown, they have a little uh, pod closet, I call it over there, but a nice little spot to do podcasting uh-huh. there as well. We've got about five minutes left. So okay. um, I want to ask you a question about the 
little tell us a little in depth about the media company and scribe design okay sure sure what what our goal is is um it comes from this if if you don't succeed we don't succeed mm-hmm. so when we, we when we meet with a client we want to learn their heart why why do they do what they do not what they do why do you do it and when you ask somebody why they do what they do you begin to get to the heart of the matter right. why did you start this why do you enjoy doing this sometimes you'll find that people are doing stuff that they don't like yeah. hard for us to help a client that doesn't like what they do. But if their product or service is really, really good, we might be able to encourage them back into liking what they do. I think I think most people who um, joined a workspace like what they do, yes. but they may be struggling. Yes. And may, may need to be pushed into a, well, I don't know, push is the word, but um, showed, nudged. showed the right direction. <laughs> right. They may be going in the wrong direction. Sure, sure. Yeah. And maybe because they're in the weeds, because they're in the work, they're yeah. not able to see. So what we hope to do is through the through the video ads that we create, not all of them are humorous. Mm. Some of them are more like an about us, yeah. learn more about the client video. We like to add humor because we like to laugh at ourselves. And I think if people can get loose and laugh at themselves, um, what they do will become more attractive to other people. Yeah, and, you've got you've to gotta get their attention. Yes, that, yes, we do. That's the, the thing. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah so, so as we learn... What people do and why they do it, we can find humor. Let me give you an example. I guess the best thing to do would give an example. So, um, this is a PG pod, uh, you know, radio, radio PG. Okay, so we'll keep it there. So, our first client is a cryotherapy spa in Newport News. Mm-hmm. You get into a sauna with your head sticking out of it, ah. and they pump nitrogen gas into that chamber yeah. at negative one hundred and fifty degrees. Uh-huh. What it's supposed to do is it's supposed to reduce inflammation and and help other systematic problems in your body to help you to overcome them through this cold therapy. Now, cold therapy has been around for a long time, but usually yeah. it's an ice bath, yeah. which is very uncomfortable, and you have to stay in for a very, very long time. Yes. To get to well, this is three minutes. Uh-huh. What happens when a, when a new customer comes in, tentative, afraid, what's this going to feel like? So we kind of start talking with the client of, okay, well – what are the questions that you've been asked when somebody comes in here for the first time and wants to use your sauna? The kooky ones. Well, is this going to freeze my <laughs> genitalia? Yeah. Is you know, is this going to freeze something? You know, is this going to hurt? Yeah, so we yeah. what we did was we put together a scenario, and this video is available. You can see this on Facebook. Um, and so a young couple comes in, and they're asking all those questions. Is this going to freeze my genitalia? Is this going to freeze this? Is this going to freeze that? Uh-huh. Am I going to, you know? So they start going through all these questions. And the, through the, throughout this, the, um, the tech who's doing the cryotherapy for them mm. is keeping her cool and answering the questions. No, it's not going to freeze your genitalia. Yeah. No, it's not. Gonna, this is what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so they talk about the misgivings. Yeah. And then they talk about the benefits, and right. then we run through a quick session of this wide-eyed, you know, twenty-something getting ready to get in the sauna, and then at the end, he lets out a "woo," you know, it was, it felt great, you know. Yeah. So, so it takes them through <laughs> that. So that's where the humor comes in, and then at the same time, we educate, uh, you know, yeah. folks in in what what happens, and 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 you know, we hope our hope is that folks will flock to the service. So that's what we want to happen. Well, John, we're just about out of time. I want to thank, I want to remind you of John's contact information. And uh, that's 804-815-2117. 
Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is Philip Newbury for FM 93.5 The Berg and AM 740 WMBG. Now back to our regular programming and as always, cheers. Cheers.